As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's a lion! It's a lion! It's a lion! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe with their latest entry, Eternals. We came here 7,000 years ago to protect humans from the deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Or any war, all the other terrible things throughout history. We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. By who? This is what the end of the world looks like. Once we have front row seats. You know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces the Eternals, ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years, out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Written by Chloe Zhao, Patrick Burley, and Ryan Furpo, and directed by Chloe Zhao, Eternals stars Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Icarus, Angelina Jolie as Thena, Salma Hayek as Ajak, Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo, and features Kit Harington, Leah McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Kugan and Don Lee. Eternals is the MCU's latest attempt at developing a feature film for characters that you may have heard of, but for the most part are new to you. That is, until you get into the movie. The biggest challenge for a movie that takes pieces of mythology and enters them into a world that also includes a man with the powers of a spider or guardians of the many galaxies is that you really need to bring the fun in order to excite your fan base as defers as it might be. As a fan of the MCU, we've gotten used to huge action pieces with dramatic story tied into it all leading towards the potential end of the universe. Unfortunately for 157 minutes, this movie is filled with backstories for each of the Eternals without adding much in the line of the fight scenes that we all know and love. Now that's not saying that this is a bad movie, it's just not what I expected. It's a well done drama with a few battle scenes, but nowhere near the scale of Infinity War or Endgame, or even on their latest entry, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. In terms of acting, some actors seemed very wooden, some seemed overdramatic, and Kumail, who played Kumail, but super jacked Kumail. Angelina Jolie Lee, meanwhile, reminded us and reminded the world that she remains an incredible actor that deserves all of the praise. Visually, this movie is gorgeous. The set pieces are gorgeous. The CGI is gorgeous. The actors are gorgeous. All of it. If you're a fan of the MCU, you will see this movie. We both know it. There's no reason to argue. But know that it's not the action-packed fall feature that you hope it will be. This is mythology finally entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe that will help with your expectations and increase your review of this movie. But for me, I give Eternals a B. As we approach the holiday season, the parties are creeping in, so why not stand out with a fresh cut and style? The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! 
let's get into movie news you can use and let's start it off with some upcoming projects. Writer-director Edgar Wright has confirmed that the sequel to Baby Driver has been written. While chatting with Interview Magazine being interviewed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, Edgar Wright teased Baby Driver 2 and what it would take to direct the sequel. He said, quote, If I did the sequel, and in fact I've already written a script, I'd have to find a way to make it fun for me. The idea of doing a straight Xerox is just not interesting because, as you know, these films take at least two years and in our cases, because of the pandemic, they took even longer. My rule of thumb is you have to really want to do it. We've both been in situations where we've walked away from a studio franchise movie because we weren't feeling it. I know that we share many things in common, and that's one of them. Earlier this summer, it was reported that actress Letitia Wright had been hospitalized after a stunt rate incident on the set of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever! At the time, it was listed that she sustained minor injuries and that she was receiving care in a hospital. It seems those injuries may have been a little more serious, as The Hollywood Reporter is currently reporting that production on Black Panther Wakanda Forever has been shut down in order for her to fully recover. They went on to say that Ryan Coogler shot as much as he could in Atlanta, but that they've done all they can without her. Production is expected to kick off again early next year for a release on November 11th of 2022. Deadline is currently reporting that Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick Flannery are set to reunite with writer-director Troy Duffy for Boondock Saints 3. The original film found the pair playing fraternal twin Irish brothers Connor and Murphy McManus. After taking out a couple of Russian mobsters in self-defense, twins set out to rid their hometown of Boston of all crime, but that it attracts the attention of an FBI agent played by Willem Dafoe. The sequel, The Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day, surfaced a decade later, and Duffy is now set to bring the boys back for another film. Duffy will again direct Boondock Saints 3 and wrote the script alongside Sean Patrick Flannery, with Norman Reedus contributing a lot of input as well. Production is expected to get underway in May of 2022, once Flannery is wrapped on the boys and Reedus is done with The Walking Dead. Christopher Nolan continues to round out his cast for his upcoming Oppenheimer movie, with Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon currently in talks to join the cast. The film already stars Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer, the theoretical physicist who ran the Manhattan Project that led to the invention of the atomic bomb. A previous report also indicated that Emily Blunt is in talks to star as Oppenheimer's wife. Oppenheimer currently has a scheduled release date of July 21st of 2023. In other casting news, Gal Gadot has signed on to play the evil queen in Disney's upcoming live-action adaptation of Snow White. Mark Webb will be directing the film, with production expected to kick off in early 2022. Rachel Zegler from West Side Story is set to play Snow White, with Webb saying that Rachel's extraordinary vocal abilities are just the beginning of her gifts. Her strengths, intelligence, and optimism will become an integral part of rediscovering the joy in this classic Disney fairy tale. Hot off the news that he'd signed on to voice Mario in Universal's upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie comes the news that Chris Pratt is set to voice Garfield in the upcoming animated movie. The project, which is being written by David Reynolds, who wrote Finding Nemo and being directed by Mark Dindal, who did Chicken Little, previously collaborated on The Emperor's New Groove for Disney. For now, it'll be some time before we get to see that movie, as Chris Pratt has been busy filming Jurassic World Dominion, which releases on June 10th of 2022, Thor Love and Thunder, which releases on July 8th. He's also set to return for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which starts shooting this month after a lengthy delay, and is slated to hit theaters on May 5th of 2023, and has a sequel to The Tomorrow War in the works, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and Terminal List, a series for Amazon Studios based on novels by Jack Carr. In the land of streaming, the Super Troopers team Broken Lizard is back. Searchlight Pictures announced that their next project will be called Quasi, which is a 
satirical take on the hunchback of Notre Dame with Kevin Heffernan set to direct. Heffernan and the rest of the group's members wrote the script, which will also executive produce and star. Richard Perello, who produced all of the Super Troopers movies, is producing the feature, which also stars Adrian Palicki from the Orville and Friday Night Lights. Quasi will stream exclusively on Disney's direct-to-consumer platforms as a Hulu original in the US, Star Plus in Latin America, and Disney Plus in other territories. Hulu also announced that Sex in the City actress Kim Cattrall has signed on to the How I Met Your Mother spin-off How I Met Your Father. Cattrall will step into the recurring role that finds her playing the future version of Hilary Duff's character Sophie, who is telling her son the story of how she met his father. The setup sounds familiar to fans of the original series, as it was the role that Josh Radner's Ted Mosby played, with Bob Saget voicing the future version of Josh. Following the accident on the film Rust that led to the tragic death of Helena Hutchins, Dwayne Johnson has confirmed that his production company will no longer use real guns on any of their projects. He said, quote, I can't speak for anyone else, but I can tell you, without an absence of clarity here, that any movie we have moving forward with seven bucks productions, any movie, any television show, or anything we do or produce, we won't use real guns at all. We're going to switch over to rubber guns, and we're going to take care of it in post. We're not going to worry about the dollars. We won't worry about what it costs. The investigation into the death of Helena Hutchins and how something like that could happen continues on its way, with Dwayne Johnson next being seen in Red Notice alongside Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, which hits Netflix on November 12th. And finally, we end on something that could be a spoiler. if you never watched the show that ended back in 2007. In 2018, series creator David Chase joined the Sopranos Sessions podcast, where he let it slip that the final scene of the series was actually a death scene, confirming what many fans believe to be true. Later on, David Chase backtracked, saying that his comments about Tony Soprano's fate were taken out of context. However, in a new interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he confirmed that his comment was not a slip of the tongue. He also spoke of the original idea for the Sopranos finale, which went like this. I had a scene in which Tony comes back from a meeting in New York in his car. At the beginning of every show, he came from New York into New Jersey, and the last scene would be him coming from New Jersey back into New York for a meeting at which he was going to be killed. He went on to say that the idea for Tony to meet his fate in a diner came about two years earlier. He said, quote, I was driving on Ocean Park Boulevard near the airport and I saw a little restaurant. It was the kind of little shack that served breakfast, and for some reason I thought Tony should get it in a place like that. Why? I don't know. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, humanity once believed we were gods. With what this planet now faces, they will believe again. Yeah.